chasing after God, wanted to be more like him. Come on, keep those hands together. Just to be more.
Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, God, on today. We know that the mention of your name, the mention of his name, hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, hallelujah. We just thank God for Jesus. Amen. Amen. His name is Jesus. Anybody can say Jesus. 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 Call upon his name. Jesus. Jesus in the midnight hour. Hallelujah. Jesus. Oh, we thank you, God. Come on, lift up your holy hands. Lift up your holy hands. Let's worship God. In this moment, in the midst, God. We thank you, God. We love you, God. Say, I love you, God. I love you, God. I love you, God. Cause at the mention of your name, every knee must bow, every tongue confess that you are, you are Lord. Oh, at the mention of your name, every knee must bow, every tongue confess that you are.
your God. Come on and bless his name. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for our Lord. Hallelujah. He's our God. He's our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Is that the mention of his name? Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. Happy Mother's Day. It is good to be in the house of the Lord on this day. Can someone say hallelujah with me? Thank you, Lord. First, I would like to thank the entire Heart of Faith family for celebrating our own Bishop John W. Bain's birthday last Monday. So again, we just want to say thank you for the calls, the texts, the gifts, the shout outs, all of the things that you did to demonstrate to our Bishop how much we truly love him. And, and Bishop, we truly hope you had a great birthday. So again, happy birthday, Bishop. So I just have a few announcements uh, this morning. The first announcement is our pastor and wife celebration um, on the first Sunday and Friday night services, which would have been June 7th and June 12th. They have been canceled for this year. However, we will celebrate our pastor and first lady on June 10th during our morning service at 10 a.m. Uh, we do here at Heart of Faith ask that each family uh, contribute $200 for our pastor and first wife anniversary. So that is the uh, expectation. Please, if you would govern yourselves accordingly. Also, our Faith Fellowship, International Holy Convocation, um, it will also be canceled this year, but we will resume in 2021. So if you can continue to pray for the leadership um, over our Faith Fellowship International. Um, for our sick comfort and prayer list, we have Bishop Amos Harvey, Sister Josie Watts, Brother Paul Gordon, Brother Sean Brown, Minister Latonya Davis, Brother London, Brother Joe Wilson, Sister Angela Johnson, Brother Larry Cook, Sister Shamira Collins, Sister Dorothy Williams, and Brother Al Jones. If you would please keep them in your prayers. Um, we are practicing social distancing, so we will not do our meet and greet. However, I just would like to remind you of our worship and life opportunity and enrichment services. 9 a.m. will be Sunday school and Bible education. 10 a.m. is Sunday morning worship and life empowerment. 
7 o'clock p.m. here at the church, we have our life enrichment and empowerment class. And directly after that, we will have our choir rehearsal and praise team rehearsal. Also, I would like to announce um, for our financial report and for our building fund, we currently have $3,420 in our building fund. These are all of the announcements that I have at this time. Again, we would like to celebrate those of you that have a birthday in the month of May. So on behalf of Heart of Faith, happy birthday. And these are all the announcements. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Two things we're going to do real quick. We're going to uh, ask everyone to take your places as we get ready to present our tithes and offering unto the Lord. And then afterwards, we're going to ask if you who want to come to the altar can come to the altar. And those who don't, you can stand right where you're at. And then after that, we're going to ask the singers to come and give us one more selection. And then we're going to be before you with the word. And then we're going to leave out where the mothers can go and enjoy their day today. Amen. Father, we thank you now for every person, God, that has been faithful, not only here, but around this world, has been faithful in their presenting unto you the tithe and the offering so that there may be meat in your house. Father, I pray a blessing upon each one, Father, who have taken the opportunity uh, to give into your kingdom. Now, Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus that you will continue to bless them in their efforts. In Jesus' name, and all believers shout, Amen. Amen. All right, you can stand, face the inner aisles as the ushers come out. You can come out behind them if you choose to stay at the altar or you want to come to the altar you can come on out also and once again I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mothers around this world we thank God for you thank you for bringing so many precious beautiful children into this world and to those that's watching us either by live stream or television we want to say happy Mother's Day to you too we have not forgotten about you and we love each of you and you know what a lot of our mothers are first responders either um, in law enforcement or medical and we know that we have some that are working today so let's give them a shout out praise for those mothers that's working. Oh, y'all could do better than that now. So we know that Minister Ramsey is one that is working today, um, taking care of babies at Texas Children. So let's remember them. If you all can kind of spread yourselves out a little bit at the altar, make sure six feet apart, you know, a military way they always end. Uh, football way we used to always do something called dress right dress where you stretch your arms out and you shouldn't be touching no one there you go there you go all right all right so we thank God for that and you know I just thank God uh, for keeping us and blessing us and as Minister uh, Tanya said and, and I want to reiterate I had a wonderful birthday and we thank God for it, for you all, for 
helping make that day. And I was thinking about you all this morning. I said, you know, Lord, you have beautiful people, children everywhere around this world. But I'm just personally thanking you for those that attend at Heart of Faith and those who don't attend, but I've made their acquaintance. Uh, we just thank God for such loving, wonderful, beautiful people. Amen. So we're going to ask if uh, Lady Baines will come and uh, give us our altar prayer. Then the singers will come back. And then the last one you will hear from will be me. Amen. With humble hearts and bowed heads, let us pray. Father God, we come thanking you this morning. God, for blessings that you have been pouring out upon us and pouring out upon us, God. We thank you for that right now. God, we thank you for allowing us to see just another day. Another day that you have made. And oh God, we thank you for it right now, Father. God, we thank you for these, your people, that are gathered gathered around your altar. And I ask your people right now that as you have come before the Lord, that whatever it is that you're seeking for, leave it at the altar. Whether it's a healing, whether it's strengthening, whether it's deliverance, whether, whether it's just a spiritual love from you, God. People, we asking you to leave it at the altar right now. Don't make this trip that you've just made to the altar in vain. Within your hearts, ask God for whatever it is. And when you ask him, leave it right there. Because God is such a faithful God. He's a merciful God. He's graceful. He will do whatever it is that we ask as long as we ask in his name. So this morning, Lord, in your name, we're asking you to heal right now, God. To deliver right now, God. To restore right now, God. And we thank you, God, because we know that as you ask, God, you will do it. You will give it. And we thank you, God, for what it is you're doing in these days, God. Oh, God, we thank you for what's happening right now. Because in your word, you said, in all things to give thanks and we thank you right now for what it is that we're in right now that what we're going through thank you God because we know in the end God that you will bring us out God we thank you for your people God we thank you for families Father God God we thank you for our children's God and God we thank you for the shepherd of this flock this morning Father God that as you strengthen him, as he go before you right now to bring us your word, we pray, God, that you would move all stumbling blocks, God, and allow him, God, to teach us as he's never done before. We thank you right now for our leader right now. God, we thank you for the musicians, God, that sit so humbly and play your music, God. We thank you for them right now. We thank you for all of your people that are gathered around the altar. We thank you for the ones that are sitting in the sanctuary. We thank you for the ones that are standing in the, thank you, in the sanctuary. God, we thank you for your ushers that are so humbly leading and guiding the people to the seats and showing them, Father God, oh, Oh God, we bless you on today, Father God, and we thank you, God. And then, God, I ask you to strengthen your humble servant as I stand before you right now, God. 
And I thank you, God, for every good and every perfect gift. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you and we love you. Amen. And we want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Amen.
I'm going to ask you all to help me out with something real quick. We want to make sure we, we do things right. I, I need to see more social distancing. So if you're close, there should be a row or a space between you and someone else. So, yeah, there you go. Okay. Then I'm going to ask Lady Bennett and, and her babe if you all would probably get in a, a, another row. See, Regina, you okay? All right, there we go. There you go, there you go. Now the families are okay. If you came as a family, you're good. All right. Now come on, stand to your feet while the music is playing and let's just, let's just praise God and worship God. And those of you that watch it can do the same thing. Today is about God and all that he has done. Come on, y'all crank it on up. Let's go. Come on, clap your hands all over the building. Hallelujah. Come on, lift those hands and tell the Lord thank you all over the building. Just begin to worship God and tell God, thank you, God, for all that you have done. Thank you for blessing us, God. Thank you for blessing our children. Come on, everybody make some noise. Just begin to tell God thank you. All over the building, your mouth should be saying, thank you, Lord God. God Almighty, thank you. God Almighty bless you. God Almighty, we worship you. We honor you. There is none like you, God. All power is given unto you, God. You gave it to Jesus. All power in heaven and in earth. We worship you right now, God. We praise you. We magnify you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. For all that you have done, God. All that you have brought us through, God. All that you have given unto us, God. You are mighty. You are strong. You are our shelter in the time of a storm. God, we thank you. Glory to God. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for giving us your son, Jesus. And thank you, Jesus, for coming into our flesh and bringing us back to our God and our Lord. We can't bless you enough. We can't thank you enough. Thank you for keeping us even through this pandemic, God. Thank you for keeping us safe. Thank you, God, that disease, illnesses, will not come near us or our children or our houses. We've been sealed until the day of redemption. Bless you right now, Father. In Jesus' name. Come on, tell the Lord, thank you. Man, while you're standing, 
That's good. Give him a praise. Give him a hand clap praise. He deserves it. Never want to take away from God. Listen. And our heart goes out to the many families who have uh, suffered a loss for loved one. We still give God praise and give God glory because God is still good. Amen. Glory to God. I tell you, there's an anointing in this place, and it's because of each of you and me. Because of the power of the Spirit, the Bible say that greater is He that is in you. And this is what keeps us safe. This is why I teach you all all the time to make sure you have a relationship with God. Because those that you may think have a relationship with God may not have it. But I will have nothing less of any of you all who worship here. You can hold me and the ministers, deacons and everyone in a high standard. Because that's what God holds us. But I want to thank you and encourage you for trusting God. Because when it's all said and done, all of your trust and faith and belief should be in God. Well, today is Mother's Day. And once again, let's give our mothers a hand clap praise. To those that are watching, God bless you. We love you. With that, we're going to look at Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. And we're not going to be before you long because today is the Mother's Day and we want to honor our mothers everywhere. And you know, uh, you may take this as a prophecy or what have you, however you want to take it, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go on and I want to say even Happy Mother's Day to not now, but to the future mothers. That means every young female, I want to say Happy Mother's Day to you. Because the only way that this world can get beautiful, powerful, and anointed children in this world, you all have to bring them. And, and watch this. We know, according to the Bible, there are many women who didn't have children. But we still honor you as mothers because having children just don't make you a mother but you have to be able to train them up in the Lord and teach them principles and ways. So we thank God for each of you. Now, this is for you. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Amen. You may be seated. As I thought about the messages, we want to talk to you today about today is Mother's Day. Or you can label it Mother's Day. And as I thought about these messages this morning, I thought, what can I say about mothers that has not already been said many times before? And the answer is, I doubt seriously there's anything I can say that would be new to you or would be something you have not heard before. And there will be many messages delivered this morning about the virtuous and godly mother of Proverbs uh, Proverbs 31 and 10 says, who can find a virtuous woman for her price 
is far above rubies. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. That's Proverbs 31 and 10. So no doubt the story of Josephed would be repeated from many pulpits today probably around this world. Josephed was the mother of Moses and what a powerful story of a mother's love and sacrifice for her son. If you know the story, you know that she gave up her son to save his life. But you know when you, when, when, and here's a note, give your children up to God and God will make sure that they are taken care of with the highest. Because that's what happened to Moses. Now many pastors will recall the story of Hannah, the mother of Samuel, and how she dedicated him to the Lord and how God honored her request by using him in ministry. And certainly there's much we can say about mothers and many stories we can tell. And what I have to say will probably be something you've heard before. But let me be quick to add the story of mothers never gets old. It never gets old. Your mom may be resting uh, in her resting place with the Lord, but the stories of your mom never get old. We hear them all the time, all through the year, of how she taught you how to cook, how to sew, and how to do all of those things. Um, and the most powerful thing a mother can do is teaching your sons how to cook and how to sew. My grandmother and my mother taught me when I was a young boy at the age of probably between six and 12, I could cook a full, full course meal is because I spent most of my time sitting at the table in the kitchen or watching them cook and I learned. And what I didn't know, I would always call and ask, how do I do certain things? So allow me to give you three brief and simple thoughts. Number one, the recognition of a mother. Number two, the resourcefulness of a mother. And number three, the responsibility of a mother. I'm going to say them again. The recognition of a mother, the resourcefulness of a mother, and the responsibility of a mother. Three simple thoughts. Now we deal with it and we talk about the recognition of a mother. The Bible says, give honor to whom honor is due. And our text this morning, which happens to be one of the Ten Commandments saying, honor thy father and thy mother. Two things, the husband is to honor his wife. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and 7, Peter says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife. I must give you them three again. The recognition of a mother, everybody shout it with me. The recognition of a mother. The resourcefulness of a mother. The responsibility of a mother. Amen. So Peter tells us that we have to honor our wives and children have to honor mother and father. Now the Bible says also in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 33, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. So men, we have to learn, uh, let me put it this way, how we love our life reflects how we love ourselves. Single women, young ladies, let me help you out. When you meet a man, don't go by what he look like, how tall he is, how handsome he is, none of that. 
I'm saving you from heartaches and pain. I know some of you like them light skinned, some of you like them dark. Grandma used to always say, the darker the berry, the sweeter the pie. The juicy, the sweet, whatever they call it. <laughs> but let me help you out before you get yourself in trouble. Before you be crying down the road. Let me help you out right now. You need to see how much he loved himself. Because if he loved himself, then he can love you. If he don't love himself, then he can't love you. Now I just told you the Bible. Let Ephesians 5 and 33, make sure I'm reading it correctly. Let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. Remember that the next time. It's okay when you meet a man, ask him, man, do you love yourself? How much you love yourself? Watch him and observe him and you'll know how much he loves himself. See, I made this statement before, Sister Johnson, and no one understood it. I said these words to my wife, when you met me, you knew I was high maintenance. Now, a lot of people get offended, but that's kind of real talk you need to get from a man. You know why? If I love myself enough to know that I'm high maintenance and I won't deny myself from nothing, and it is not a such thing, uh, such of a thing with me, how much something costs, if I want it, I get it. Why? It's because I deserve it. Why? Because I'm high maintenance. So if I love myself like that, guess who else I'm going to love like that? My wife. And if I love myself, I'm not going to hurt myself intentionally. Sometimes you have to apologize to yourself and say, you know, man, I'm sorry. So you have to love your wife as you love yourself. If I'm a bit hard with my wife, but in a positive way, it's because I'm that way with myself. I don't have low standards. Every man, listen to me. Every woman, listen to me. Men, you need high standards for yourself. Because when you become married, y'all become one. And you have to have high standards. See, I have no problem. My wife will vouch for this. If I go shopping, chances are I'm not coming back with one suit. I'm just going to be honest. Chances are I'm coming back with two or three suits and probably at least a couple of pair of shoes and everything that I like. Bishop T.D. Jake said, if you have to ask how much it costs, you don't need it. And so when I go shopping for my wife, I do the same thing. She'll tell you, chances are I'm not coming back home with one dress. I'm coming back with two or three dresses. And sometimes I have to run myself out the store because I'll be trying to find every dress I think that she's going to look good to me in. I'll be trying to find them. All right. Men, honor your wives. 
How do you do that? Loving as you love yourself. You know, what size you wear? Suit. Pants. 34? That's pants or jacket? Shirt? Okay. So that means whenever you go shopping for your wife, you shouldn't have to call her. You shouldn't know her sizes just like you know yours. My wife will tell you I never call her and ask her her size. Because I know them. And, and I have to renew this. Because see, a, a lot of men thought it was strange that I would walk in Greenspoint Mall and, and I would go straight to Victoria's Secret. I found out what the secret was. Every woman likes to shop at Victoria's Secret. But my wife didn't shop there, I shopped there. Now, Sister Pam, I felt a little strange. I'm the only man in Victoria's Secret shopping. But I said, I got this for my baby, I got to do this. So I even had a Victoria's Secret credit card. So you all have to understand, if I can do it for myself, I have to do it for her. That's how much you should love your wife. That's what the scripture says. See, I could turn this into a marriage seminar, but I'm not. I'm just going to say, you know, love yourselves and then love your wife. If he can't love himself, he's not going to love you. Amen? I believe God's area of accountability for a husband begins in the home with the wife, the mother of his children, before your career, before your church involvement, before anything else. The wife is to be the center of your attention. And I hope you will make much of this on Mother's Day. A lot of people have a problem with, with being uh, confined to their homes. A lot of divorces are happening right now through this pandemic. But I was like, I have no problem with it because before this happened, me and my wife, she's my ride and die. You know, we hang out together. We, that's one of the reasons I told y'all before, I say it again, that's one of the reasons I quit my job. Because when she retired, now some of the women look and say, oh Lord, the first lady took, took care of him. No, trust me she didn't. Because I start planning this 15 years that when she retired, I'm going to quit because we need to hang out together. So I was ready and prepared. So that's what you need to do. It's, it's take, that's the mother of your child. Every man, as I told one brother, uh, well, I'll say it to the young men, because most of us men, we're over that. We, we ain't trying to go down that road. When your first <clears throat> child is born, you need to be in the room with the mother of your child and you need to actually experience it with her through childbirth and you'll never be the same. So how easy is it for us men to sometimes forget important days of the year? And you know, if you want to get into big trouble, forget your wife's birthday or the anniversary <laughs> or a day like Mother's Day. It took me years 
to get my wife's birthday. And I say years is because here's what, what's confusing. My wife name was Mary Baines and my mother name was Mary Baines. Both of them was born in February. One of their birthdays was February the 3rd, my mom, I know that now. And the other, no, 26. The wife, see, I still get it wrong even today. My wife, my, my wife is February the 23rd and my mom is February the 26th. So it took me a long time to get those things together, even with my children. Um, my son, I have a son and a daughter, both born in March. One is March the 7th, one is March the 11th. Two sons born in December, one December the 12th, one December the 19th. So now you see why it was just difficult for me to even, you know, and then I got grandchildren who share the same month with me in, in, in May and my grandfather and my brother. So my life is all just in a big knot. But I want to tell you a story about a man who never remembered anything about his wife. And one morning he woke up and she woke up and she saw him getting ready for work. And she smiled and went to him and kissed him on the cheek and said, baby, have a sweet day at work. And she looked at him and she said, I bet you don't even know what the day is. And he didn't say nothing because he couldn't remember. So he hurried up to get out of that confrontation. He hit the door to go to work and he stopped at the door and said, I know what the day is, baby. It is your most blessed day. And he went on to work. But all through the day, he was trying to figure out, Regina, what is today? Because he couldn't remember. Is it her birthday? Is it Mother's Day? Is it our anniversary? So all he could think of was anniversary. So he, on his way home, he stopped off and bought some flowers. He called her, baby, take a shower. Put on your most beautiful dress because we're going to have a time. We're going out to eat. He spent about 200 bucks. He went to the finest restaurant and just had a good time. And then when they got in the car to come home, as he began to drive, Brother Jock, he remembered what the day was and she looked at him and smiled and got close to him, Brother Clyde, and kissed him again and said, baby, this is the best groundhog day I ever had. <laughs> so you might need to put it on your calendar well, you won't be spending unnecessary money on Groundhog's Day. Yeah. That was something. On a more serious note, what does it mean to honor our wives, to give them proper recognition? Let me begin by saying recognition is not just one day of the year, but every day of the year. Honoring a wife means many things. It means loving her, providing for her, leading her in spiritual matters, helping with the kids, making life a little easier for her. And today, husbands, we give honor to the mothers of our children. But let us do it in deed and not in word only. And children, you are to honor your mothers. Honor them. And let me speak to our kids for a moment, teenagers, young people. Let me ask you, do you give your mother the proper respect and honor she deserves? 
Now don't don't y'all just say you do now. Cause I hate to ask your mother. Let me leave you with this thought. And I don't just mean today only, Mother's Day. I mean yesterday, last week, all through the year. And let me leave you with this. You only have one mother. And you would never have another. So you should love her and respect her and obey her while she is here. Because when your mother is gone, she's gone. I want to read to you an anonymous poem that was written by Akron Baptist Journal. If you have a smile for mother, give it now. If you have a kindly word, speak it now. She'll not need it when the angels greet her at the golden gate. Give the smiles while she's living. If you wait, it'll be too late. If you have a flower for mother, pluck it now. Place it gently on her bosom. Print a kiss up on her head. What cares she when uh, life is over? For the flower that bloomed below, she will have her share up yonder, scattered at her feet. So let's honor our mothers with a hand clap this morning. In fact, the mothers stay sitting, everyone else ought to stand. And just clap your hands to honor the mothers. We, we honor you from our hearts. You guys are very special. Thank you for all that you do. Amen. Because I know sometimes mothers can get it from both ends. From the husband, the children, and the dog. Proverbs 31, now we talk about the resourcefulness of a mother. Number two, we dealt with the first one. Number two, Proverbs 31, 26 and 27 said, She opened her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looked well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Think about the resourcefulness of a mother. A mother is a maker, a mender, a moderator, and a teacher. She makes clothes, chocolate pudding, law, and sometimes order. Castles, threats, promises, and rabbit suits. She makes horses, heads from paper bag, little suits. You know what I'm talking about. All of them little projects that you all do at school and your mama help you do it. Uh, when your child coming up, she help you do all that from balloons and all of that. Make peanut butter. My wife make the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know, a mother is a maker and a mender. She mend broken dishes, broken hearts, pants, hurt nose, hurt feet, everything from the husband to the children that get hurts, they all run to mama. And I know every little ache and pain, I run to the wife. I say, oh, baby, 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 help. Sometimes at night, she says, go to sleep. I say, I can't. You know, you have to put your hand on me. I need to feel your hand on me. So that's what mothers does. They do everything from being our doctors, our nurses, 
everything. A mother is a maker, a mender and a moderator. She is a moderator in times of war, especially when the children go to fighting. Or the father and the children go to fighting. So she's all of that. A mother is a maker, a mender, and a moderator, and a teacher. She teaches how to uh, button buttons and how to say a prayer. She teaches how to hold a knife and a fork, how to hang up clothes. And I often see my wife engaging with our grandchildren. She be telling them how to eat. I remember my, one of my grandmothers on my dad's side, how she used to do when we'd be sitting there eating. If we eating too fast, she'll slap us upside the head and say, boy, slow down. Y'all remember that song? Uh, I can't remember who it's by. <clears throat> but I heard the young lady sung it. Uh, say, Grandma. Grandma who? Ann. Hands. Grandma Hands. That was a song, talked about grandma hands. Now, it's a bit up in the air. Some say it's secular, some say it's really a religious song. You know, grandma hands. Y'all, who, who know that song? What does it say, grandma hands? Said, yeah, now, now look, y'all act like y'all scared. Now, now, come on, say it, grandma hands what? So y'all really don't know the song. Yeah, Bill Weathers. Grandma hands do what? Clap in church <clears throat> on Sunday mornings. Grandma's hands plays the tambourine so well. Grandma's hand use the ish out of warning. That's when you about to you either got slapped, and the warning is that going to be two, three, four, five more right behind it, depending on how you react to the first one. Grandma hands what? She said, Billy, don't you may fall on a piece of maybe snakes living in that grass. Grandma's hands soothe the local and unwed mother. Grandma's hand used to ache sometimes and swell. Grandma's hand. And that's when grandma got your face up and telling you, grandma what? Understands. Understands. Now, I don't know if any of y'all ever remembering that of your grandmother, but I remember a whole lot of that from my grandmothers. And that's why now my grandchildren understand why Paul go to hollering at them when they go to running. Quit running. I used to tell myself, quit running. So walk, walk, you know. So see, grandma hands. So that's why, children, you should honor your mothers. Because even when you have children, now your mother has become a grandmother. And most of the time, when the children don't know what to do, they'll bring their children to grandma for grandma hands to soothe them. Amen? Let's give the grandmas a hand clap. A mother can count. She count calories and blessings, pennies and children's heads in the car, but she never counts sleep. A mother is immune to surprise when it is a glass of water, you know, at, at her 
coffee table, a cat sleeping on fresh sheets in the linen cutboard. Nothing immunes a mother, but sometimes a mother reaches despair. The dryer won't dry when all the clothes are washed and wet. The baby bites somebody. And we have had, I'm not going to call no names, but I remember my son bit my father when he was just a baby and he laid him on his chest. And I heard my dad saying, ow, 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 ow. He said, oh, he bit me. I, I, I just can't. I was like, dad a boy. I could teach him how to fight now. When they go to welding on you too much, Elijah, and you can't stand it, charge, hold on, lock and tight, and then bite. <laughs> Remember that. If they welding on you too much, charge them, lock and tight, then bite. That'll put, I learned that watching my brother. That'll make everybody come to a halt. So now, let me, let me hear on to a close. The last one, the responsibility of a mother. Mothers, let me begin by saying the devil is out to steal the heart and soul of your children. And he would love nothing more than to see your children corrupt by the influence of a society and education system gone A-word. Does anybody doubt that to be a true statement? Before you doubt it, think about what's going on. We're living in a time of unbridled sin. Every evil imagination is in the heart of man and is displayed before America's children on a daily basis. The devil is using the influence of a deprived society to destroy our homes, the traditional family, and godly values and virtue. Mothers, teach your children the Bible. Notice I said you teach your children the Bible. If the Bible gets taught, it will not happen in the public school. It will either happen at church or in your home. Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 12 and 13, God said, Bring the men, women, and the children that they may hear, that they may learn and fear the Lord your God and observe to do all the words of this law, and that their children which have not known anything may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live. We are reminded, people of God, that young Timothy was influenced for his uh, for Christ by his mother and his grandmother. They taught him the scriptures. Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5, when I call to remembrance the unfaithed faith that is in thee which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice and that from a child <coughs> thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ so mothers we have to teach our children and we have to teach them the bible again mothers you have to be an example to your children children don't look up to dads they look up to mamas Children, you have to learn by example. That's how they learn. They learn by things that they are exposed to. And we must expose them to that which is right and godly. Our example before them must be the right kind of example. If your children only see you drinking, partying, and having a good time, you are setting them up for failure and setting yourself up for heartbreak.
teach them about Christ because you are their greatest example. Mothers, your spiritual life must be consistent. If you want the same for your kids, it's not, it cannot be. Today, you have to say, I'm going to do the right thing. And tomorrow, I'll skip it. That's what most parents are doing today. And this is why we see a generation that we're seeing being raised. Children know the difference in whether or not we are sincere in our walk with Christ. You can't fool children. I love it when I see my grandchildren imitating the preachers and, and watch this. They can imitate. They know all of our moves and how we do everything. And they even watch the singers and they know how to imitate all the singers. They know how to imitate the dancing. They know how to imitate everything. Why? It's because children learn by watching. And you know what? I'm a rather watching my grandchildren mocking the preachers and the deacons and the singers and the ones get happy. I'm a rather watch that than watching them mocking Beyonce. I'd rather, see, I'd rather see the four, five, six-year-old grandchildren mocking the church dancers than to do this, twerking like Beyonce. Mothers, your job is cut out for you. When I see that, I say, you know what? There's a mother who must always be in Christ because when that child gets to a certain age, she's going to be heartbroken. You know, learn that. Fathers, we have to do our part too. Because if that child see you smacking mama, then you're going to start seeing him smack his little sisters. And then you're going to be trying to raise money to get them out of jail from abusing some woman. We have to teach them now. I teach them later. What we see going on now in our world are habits that if we don't teach, the world going to teach them. Some things they learn at home. You know. If your children see you drink and disorder, you drunk and disorder, guess what? When they grow up, they're going to do the same. You know? I remember I had my first experience with liquor. But Jock, me and my brothers, we were all young. But we was exposed to a lot of gambling and drinking and cigarette smoking. I never smoked. I tried it one time. Man, I went to car and said, this ain't for me. My lungs wasn't having it. But we, we was exposed to all of that. So, you know, our first exposure was to homemade brew. Muscardines. Put in the jar with some, yeah, moonshine. And then, boy, we caught, mama wasn't there. And we were wondering, this must be some good stuff. Let's try it. 
So we opened up the jar and went to tasting it. I didn't like it. Then, you know, you see them beer bottles left. Well, they didn't have too many. And, and yeah. Let me try that. Didn't go to imitate. Didn't get the cigarette button, put in the finger, and hold the beer. And, you know, what, what are y'all doing? <laughs> I told y'all children learn by what they watch. And I'm going to tell you the truth, my first cuss word, I didn't learn that school from nobody else. I learned from my mama. Get your little bad. I know I ain't the only one. You little bad B. The B.A. See, if y'all ain't ready for truth, then you shouldn't be in there dealing with me because y'all know I'm going to tell you like it is. That's where I learned it from. So we'll be imitating, Brother Clyde. Be imitating. You know, Michael, get your little sorry. Bring me another beer. Because <laughs> we imitate mama and dad and everybody else. You know. Then you get to that point, what did I tell you? What? And then it's all over when they go to crying. And mama say, what y'all doing in there? Regina slapped me. Regina? And that be the end. And Regina think it's over with. Because mama say, you better leave that boy alone. And then mama comes in and Regina sitting there, pow! Why you slap me? That's from slapping your brother earlier. So we learn everything from mama. But I can tell when a child haven't learned everything. Because see, when mama cook, you go, that's why I tell my wife, butter beans, don't cook me no butter beans. Because my mama didn't give us no choice. When you pour, you don't get a choice. Butter beans, what it was. Man, we ate so many of them, Brother Jock. My tongue, your tongue just become bitter. Looked like I lost all sense of taste. I would eat all my fried chicken first. Because I knew once I eat them beans, Brother Sus Pam, I wasn't going to be able to taste the chicken. My wife will tell you right now to this day, I don't eat butter. I can make a choice now. But when you're a child, you don't get to make a choice. So now, today is Mother's Day. In my conclusion, a mother's recognition, a mother's resourcefulness, and a mother's responsibility. Possibly you are here as a mother who has never received Christ. If you never received Christ, then you need to get to know Christ because your children need to see Jesus. And you know what? Children know when you are faking And we need to live before this generation. They need to see it in the mothers. They need to see. It's okay. You need to go back to homemaking skills, mamas. Teaching your children how to cook. Put the sewing machine up. 
That come after they learn how to sew with just a needle and thread in their hands. And we learn, I don't know, I don't know about these other brothers, but I know we learned, and hopefully they did. You didn't? No, see. So, see, even with blue jeans, we had blue jeans, we didn't have machines. You hemmed them up with a needle and thread. And boy, that was the hardest thing to push that needle through them jeans, but maybe we wanted them. Starch pants, it wasn't from the cleaners, we did our own starching. Starching that spray can, you just wet them down. Yeah, I know. New tennis shoes, no, they get dirty, you don't go buy no new ones. You take the toothbrush and soap and clean them. And if they didn't want to comb their hair, go get them a Deacon Joe's cut. They call it an ivory lidge. I used to hate that haircut. <laughs> So listen, we want to encourage every mother today and hope that you have been encouraged that today is your day. Enjoy it to the fullness. Children, husbands, honor your mothers. Make their lives as, as you know, peaceful as it can be. Because one day, one day, you're going to need her. Shirley Caesar had a song about a mom. She say, uh, I'm a stranger, don't drive me away. You know, sometimes children, you could drive your parents away. So love them while you can. Amen. Stand to your feet all over the building. God bless you. I want to say God bless you to everyone who tuned in at our service. Those of you that are here today, always remember that I'm praying for you. And if there's any specific prayers that you need, we ask that you come to the altar now. We never like to conclude any services without praying for you and your needs we ask you to let us know as we pray for you We want you to know that God loves each of you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning. We ask your precious grace and mercy upon Paul and his family. And God, we thank you for these who have come forth on the behalf of Paul. And God, we ask that your hand of mercy, grace, and love and peace will be upon the family and friends and God I pray that your your hand of mercy and power will be upon all of us thank you Lord that when we leave our house we are exposed to things that are uncertain 
We hear different reports every which way that has confused your people. But I pray God that their minds will be straightened out. And that's by trusting in you with all of their heart and souls. Because God, as you know, some say wear masks and stay on the inside and you won't be exposed to the coronavirus. Some say wearing masks risk your life even more when you're wearing them. Some say with reports that it is not the leaving your home but it has been deemed that the biggest spread are those who have been confined to their homes, nursing homes. So God, I think everyone is trying to figure this out. But I pray that your hand of peace and power and love will be upon us. Knowing and trusting in you and thanking you, almighty God, for watching over us. They say some went to church and caught it. But they don't mention the many that didn't go to church, they have caught it. So Lord, we know that this is around us, but we want to focus our attention and faith and our trust in you. We trust you, we trust your word. That what you spoke in Psalms 91, we believe it also that it will not come near us. God, some trust going to Walmart Academy and everywhere else, but they won't trust coming together to worship you. Some come together and trust their celebrations, and, but God, we trust you. Thank you for the wisdom and the knowledge that man has, but God, at this point, we have to say thank you because we know that you know. And God, we know that you're not going to let us die before our time. So, Father, we say thank you for your wisdom and your knowledge. In Jesus' name, we pray for our first responders, law enforcement, firefighters, medical personnel, essential workers. In Jesus' name, may your hand of mercy and grace, peace and love will be upon them. And for every pastor, God, who may be confused or even fearful themselves, I pray for them, God, that their minds will be stable, that the enemy will not keep them in confusion but that you will speak to them. Show them the directions to go. In Jesus' name, we love you, Father. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. You're dismissed.